0: Okay. Thank you everybody for joining us for another episode of a dad and His PC. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review wherever it is that you found the show. Uh, Make sure that you like subscribe, comment, or follow our content. As far as our socials go, which you'll find in the description of the podcast. This is the fifth podcast so far, and each one has been a new challenge, but a fun one as I try to navigate this whole process. Uh, the interview requests have been that I've basically been fishing for have not gone well, and probably gonna need more listenership to have a chance with even a small streamer, much less any of the big ones. Uh, but still, I will continue to annoy their managers with requests so I can bring you more than just my voice. Uh, but as always, I'm I'm incredibly grateful and thankful that you continue to listen and enjoy what I've produced. Uh, I. Do need to get better at this social media thing, which is annoying because I'm quickly approaching middle age and I've never been a big user of any of them, even when I was young. But now in order to promote this stuff, you sort of have to, which is even more terrifying to me than uh, when I had to get my CDL and drove students for the first time for a baseball game in Austin. And so the idea of having to essentially promote the hell out of this stuff something that i don't like doing in general and having to do a lot of it just to get people to listen to the show or find the show is absolutely terrifying more so than even this that as i'm speaking right now um last week we talked about how i'm experiencing aging out of games not in a sense of slower reaction times or not being as good as i used to be but not having the free time as i get older and the career or life kind of takes more precedent really uh it is still the one hobby i have and i'm learning how i am changing with kind of the game preferences to reflect this new reality uh the the basically i'm i'm being much more selective on on single player stuff and things that i know i will want to finish this so uh, we also brought up my time with the immortal empires beta for warhammer 3. Uh, how impressed i've been with all the welcome changes from Warhammer 2, and how much I've enjoyed the gameplay. If you want to hear that, please go back and give it a listen. Now, today's show looks at another topic right now as gaming has morphed into this massive content creation machine on Twitch and YouTube and other media outlets uh, that it is now, and and kind of how getting good in order to maintain a certain level of content creation is, is kind of burning streamers out more and more. I also want to talk about my frustration with all things Ubisoft lately, since uh, they just announced the new Assassin's Creed. But to start the show, I want to talk about a few upcoming releases this month, some things that I'm incredibly excited for uh, this September, and they have kind of caught my eye and will lead to my bank account being run dry. So let's get to it. All right, so let's look at the new titles coming out and some of the stuff that I'm excited for in the coming month. Uh, Starting off with something coming out on the Switch and the PC at the end of the month, September 22nd, is an indie title called No Place for Bravery. Uh, It is pixelated and beautiful, and No Place for Bravery is another top-down 2D action RPG from Glitch Factory. You play as a father who is an old warrior. Traveling this deadly environment, all the different maps you got to cover, searching for his lost daughter. Uh, Not the most original story, but the art style and the music really engrossed the player from what I saw in the trailer. Uh, Watching the trailer and what gameplay I can find um, on YouTube, the game reminded me of recent games, kind of like Moonlighter or Jotun or Children of Morda. Uh, The combat looks smooth but not flashy like Hades. There seems to actually be like weight to every swing of uh, of the weapons, and everything felt kind of deliberate because you're dealing with a worn down, trying to you know live his life as a father type warrior. So he's not the same young buck that he used to be. Uh, There's basic puzzles, platforming to overcome, but what has grabbed my attention more than other games like this was the score. A lot of times the music is just kind of a throwaway with this stuff, but. Uh, for this, the music seemed worthy of a triple A title. Uh, it was beautiful. It was engrossing. The combat looks out of this world. If this is your type of game and this is your type of style, and then check it out at the end of the month and get in on that now. Coming out on everything, the uh, basically but Dave a couple days before this releases, the day before this releases actually is a two K NBA two K twenty three. It is the newest in a long line of games and essentially rpg elements the my player style annoyances aside uh this is far and away the best sports sim of the big four american sports out there there's nothing that comes close uh to this game it's more consistent and generally better than madden it is more consistent than the show from year to year and the nhl titles now I understand the NHL titles are great in, in, at their best, but they can also have some releases that are absolutely hot garbage, just complete and totally unplayable some years. So it's because of that inconsistency that I put 2K as the best game we have of the big four sports in America. If basketball is your thing or you think you're good enough to potentially join up and join the ranks of the pro league players for the NBA franchises, uh, your new title comes out on Thursday of uh, September 8th. And enjoy the game because it's one of the few sports games out now that's actually worth a full freight price uh, as far as $60 or potentially more is concerned. Another interesting title coming out on pretty much everything September 19th is Return to Monkey Island. Now, nostalgia aside, what matters here is that Ron Gilbert, the franchise creator, has returned to direct and oversee the sequel. Uh, Should take place after LeChuck's Revenge in the timeline of this series And so Guybrush Threepwood makes his return to us in what can only be described as one of the most creative art styles I've seen recently So you're looking at a game. That's bright. It's vibrant. It's atmospheric and as sharp as a Cutlass's edge Uh, The world of this game looks amazing Um, Not shocking given the games of the past but rather than rehash the old art style with new tech quality bombs uh, they've gone in an almost origami or paper art visual style that could just as easily be on a modern car- uh, children's cartoon uh, except with all the adult innuendo that we've come to expect and 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 enjoy from this series uh, Unfortunately due to trolls we stopped getting updates and um, you know online trolls were, Uh, Of course, the ruining everything for everyone. And so we stopped getting updates and videos and things like that to kind of get an idea of what's coming out and how far or uh, how much has changed as they've developed it. But it is allegedly coming out September 19th. The little that I have seen has me wanting this game in the worst way possible. I can't wait. It looks amazing. Uh, The art style was the first thing that caught my eye. It is gorgeous and... It's taking advantage of all of the uh, new tech that exists now to make something that essentially looks like uh, a, a paper art cartoon show. Like it is a uh, it has all of the color and quality of a high high end animated movie, and it's a game. So I can't wait. Again, coming out on pretty much everything from what I can see on September 22nd, so also when, no place for bravery releases is a game called beacon pines now everywhere i look i'm told to check this game out whether it's ads on social media or steam or even online as i'm i'm reading the news ads for this game have popped up and it is a game that is illustrated to look like a children's book full of anthropomorphic animals that just like we would expect to see in any children's story that we might read To our nieces, nephews, or maybe our own kids. And it is played through an actual storybook. So there's an actual story being read and you're playing through it. The twist is that you control the story by discovering what is essentially words that warp and change the story. Throughout the game, as you play as the protagonist, there are charms that you need to find. And each of them allow you to kind of alter the story literally. Because those uh because these changes essentially and discoveries that you learn uncover a whole bunch of new things uh and they uncover stuff according to the developers make that makes this kind of like stranger things uh type of mystery there's this big mystery trying to uh, that we're trying to solve or that we're trying to figure out and you do it by actually altering the words and as you alter the words in this story and you change what is read the stage that you play or the chapter that you're playing also alters also changes and so that's how you learn all these new things and then you find new stuff because you've physically altered the map or you physically altered who you can interact with there are now new ways to find new charms to make new discoveries and that's kind of how you develop it over time uh the irony of course of this game is that while it looks like a kids game pretty much more than anything else i've seen or previewed so far it should absolutely not be played by anybody below the age of 13 given the uh, adult stuff that happens throughout the game so of course this will be ignored and people as young as five or six will be playing it but it is uh, amazing to look at the concept is incredibly interesting and you know there are a lot of games that i am interested in in general but the uh, new indie games have been the most appealing to me Last but not least is FIFA 23 coming out at the end of the month, September 27th, on pretty much every console known to man, including PC. This is, as always, the best sports game in the world. It uh, It is having its newest release at the end of the month. And so while 2K is the best of the big four in America, and again, that's what that, that means, the big four sports in America. So your football, your baseball, uh, basketball, and hockey. FIFA is the best sports game, period. The amazing gameplay, graphics, modes, online fun are back and better than ever, uh, which is kind of what we expect every year with every new entry, but the big change is the massive expansion to women's international clubs. Uh, They're carrying over seasonal progression, and more clubs than ever before uh, will be available this year with this title, which will of course only further lead to a broader and larger audience for a game that is again one of the most popular, if not the most popular game in the world for a game that likes to take minor tweaks and movements this is a big step forward and a big change overall they are essentially giving uh separate games worth of content i mean they could very easily make a a uh, female fifa a women's fifa game that focuses on their international clubs or focuses on uh north american soccer uh the nwsl here and a whole number of different ways they could do this but instead, they're just including it extra within the FIFA game, which is phenomenal. So this should work out well for them. And um, for the most part, those are the new titles that I'm most interested in. that are coming out this month. There are a whole bunch more. But a lot of them are, are re- um, reboots or they're uh, something like The Last of Us, where they're just making it look better for a PS5 a re-release. And that's not nearly as fun. As far as what I thought would be interesting... Uh, there it is. And so uh, Return to Monkey Island, No Place for Bravery, seem like the ones most likely to get my money this month, kind of at, at first glance as, as new titles to experience. But the more I see of Beacon Pines, the more I like it. And so um, kind of as I follow along, and you know, unfortunately because uh, Monkey Island, it doesn't have any more updates until release, and I don't really think that uh, No Place for Bravery is going to get anything new. Uh, i'm still gonna because beacon pines comes out at the end of the month i'm still going to be following along pretty closely to see as much of it as i can learn so uh those three are the biggest things i'm most excited for i'm not a big fan of the sports titles anymore as you know but i do recognize that those two are the best so i thought i'd bring them up so i'm going to take another short break and then we'll come back talk about ubisoft and my love hate relationship with them Alright y'all, so what inspired me for this next segment was playing The Division the other day and then seeing the new Assassin's Creed being announced on Twitter uh, due to some images of the new protagonist kind of leaking and it made kind of me start thinking about Ubisoft again and kind of my love-hate relationship with the company. Uh, You know, I could go on this evil company rants, but those are boring and all of them suck for reasons beyond even... You know all of these companies suck for one reason or another some of them even more than we'll ever really know is as some video game companies get hit with civil lawsuits um recently and, and it kind of just you know they all have their problems but for ubisoft uh like ea games sometimes this kind of seems like a company that doesn't like the fact that they make video games for for their chosen business uh as i've said before my computer isn't a top one percent machine. It's pretty good. It's not gonna be close to the best, or someone who is a professional gamer or works for Twitch and has some kind of sponsored elite machine. But it's also no slouch either for a home built uh, computer. It's it's it'll do the job. I can play almost most everything at high graphics without any kind of drop. Um, I can play it, you know, pretty much high. Maybe not. Uh, if it was out of four, three out of four. Uh, levels and and get about a 140 to 180 refresh rate on most games even some ubi games where that shouldn't be possible Uh, i do try to play it at frame rates that are uh, good for the game so something like spider-man remastered where it is a console game it is built to be played at roughly somewhere between uh 50 to 75 frames per second um, I make sure to run, have the computer running at around that, regardless of the fact that I could have it running at 150 if I wanted, but that's not the point. It's not going to I'm not going to see much of a difference because it was built and designed around 50 to 75 being its best frame rate, whereas Ubisoft games, same thing. I, I understand that I could play it at 120, 150 frames like The Division or something else for, uh, for Honor, but what's the point? They were designed for... Uh, lower frame rates something in that 75 to 90 range so i look to try and set it up for there but you know my machine should be able to handle that no problem uh, but whenever uh, i play something on ubisoft connect right nothing in this world taxes my system more than running any game through their system uh, you know, I'm one of the few nerds that actually likes playing the Division series, not online, because like I said last week, uh, and you know, we'll talk about it a little later today in this show, uh, I don't have the time to be good against people anymore. I'm lucky to be competent versus even quality AI, but I've never been able to finish the Division 2 on my PC. Um, played the Division 1, played all the DLC, did all that stuff, it was great, but I've never been able to finish the Division 2 on my PC since I've owned it in the last couple years. And it's not because I can't beat the game. It's not that at all. But it's because it constantly crashes during a major boss fight. right? So it's the uh, major boss fight versus the faction leader of the True Sons. It's all the different components. You have all the different enemies coming at you. And it's one of the main boss battles. You have to get through this to advance the story. I can't just skip it or ignore this as as a side quest. I have to complete this mission. But I cannot get through it without the game crashing from CPU usage, which no matter what thread, what Reddit link I go to, wherever I go into the dark reaches of the web to try and figure out how to mitigate, can't be done because this is just what happens with Ubisoft Connect. Um, This never happened, or at least I never noticed it on consoles with any of their games, right? I never had anything spontaneously crash on console. Uh, I'm not an engineer. I can't tell you why that is but that's been my experience since moving to pc exclusively every ubi game takes the just taxes the crap out of my system and will continuously have crashes i um not pc port incompatibility crashes that that happen you know it's almost it's happened with spider-man where the game will just have moments where it gets uh patchy and just it'll stop it'll just shut down Uh, i'm talking about uh, I'm playing this game, everything's great, and it sounds like my computer's about to explode and the games are at like 75, 80% CPU or more and I'm intentionally not running it on a high graphic level even though uh, I easily could. I'm intentionally running it on lower settings. I'm intentionally running it uh, to focus on performance and not, um, not graphics and not quality. I want it to be able to perform and yet it still taxes the crap out of my system. Um and what makes this you know relationship so love hate is that I generally enjoy almost everything they put out there. Honesty God, I enjoy almost every single game that Ubisoft has put out there in recent memory. I love Rainbow Six Siege. It's the last of the online shooters that I will frequent and that I will play. It is uh slow, slow paced, it's tactical, it's not run gun and have fun. It is about being efficient, it's about holding, uh, communicating with your teammates, holding angles—it's a lot of fun. I enjoy the the stress of it, even though you might be sitting in a corner for the majority of each match. It's a good game to play. Still, it's exceptional. Um, Rollerball—I honestly didn't think I would enjoy it when I got it for free on Epic Games. I genuinely didn't think I would enjoy it. It would just be something to kind of play and chill. And yet, I have a ton of fun playing Rollerball. I never thought that would happen, but it is more fun. Than I anticipated. Uh, the Assassin's Creed games are basically action titles now, but I've enjoyed the hell out of Odyssey and Valhalla. I played Origins, Origin was great, but I played that on exclusively on console. Odyssey and Valhalla have been exclusively on PC, and they've been great. They've been a whole lot of fun. I've enjoyed every single moment of it. And of course, there's The Division. Uh, I love the division. It got a little too close to home with COVID, but uh, the division as far as gameplay and as far as entertainment value is exceptional. I enjoy the hell out of it. I enjoy trying to uh, figure out which weapon combinations work best for my playstyle. I enjoy switching it up and doing everything I can to have different gear, different unit or different stuff, different perks. And it's, it's great every time I play. I don't, I am never bored playing the division in the spurts that i play it in between whatever main game i'm trying to play at that time it's a great distraction it's a great uh game to play in between you know spider-man or in between the playthroughs of warhammer where i know i'm going to be playing warhammer for three to four hours straight might lose track of time and you know i can only stare at that map for so long and so being able to run and gun and have fun in that universe is great Uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands I love that game I loved it when it first came out Played it on console And then when I got the opportunity to get it uh, for free uh, In some event I don't remember what happened But I was able to get it for free um, Through Ubisoft or through maybe a Twitch Prime giveaway uh, I I got it back Put it on PC And it's even more fun on PC I I didn't think that would be possible But uh, the game looks beautiful Runs amazing And uh it's it's just as much fun either with friends on uh playing in a uh online game um, mission game not a not competition but uh or playing solo it's it's fantastic so many of their titles are exceptional and fun and great they are um uh, they're great time sucks playing for honor now is still a blast i can't believe there are still people playing this game but they have a very devoted fan base i love it but everything about them Everything else about them on this side of things. I don't care about their business practices, all that stuff. That's that's separate. I'm talking about just the game development and the uh, being able to communicate with their fans and communicate with their customers is horrible. Um, they've had time to fix this issue. They really have. They, this is something that could have been fixed uh, years ago, and I just don't think they really care. I don't think they want to. It, it, they could fix it, I, I would imagine. I don't have any of these problems on Steam, Epic origin whatever i never have this issue never come close to using this much of my cpu but i boot up one of their games and it sounds like my pc is about to take flight and again i'll be a complete and total simp for them again if they ever did fix this issue but given how long and how much this has existed i'm not the only one because there are entire reddit threads devoted to this stuff and entire uh message board stuff just devoted to how can I prevent this from happening? I have a great computer. Why is this? Why does this sound like it is a struggle pony? And and when it shouldn't be. But you know, I I doubt they will, if ever, fix this. And that's that's kind of the shame. And and again, I have a love hate relationship with this company. I love their games. I hate their customer service. I hate their inability to uh, fix things. It would be easy. And 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 the funny thing is, is that I would imagine if they did fix this. All it would do is garner them more positive press, but again, I don't know if they actually care about that sort of shit, which is frustrating. So, uh, that's my little ubi rant after seeing the Assassin's Creed. This, you know, I could care less about the, the new Assassin's Creed game is going to be another action title. It'll be uh, just set in a new world, and they've gone into more action realm. So, I don't, you know, I'll talk about that when it gets closer to it. I don't really care. The what care what I what mattered to me is that this kind of inspired this this little rant uh, here where. Um, i get to talk about the company that 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 i love and both hate the most and it's it's simply for things that i know they can fix i know they have the money and could fix all of this and it doesn't matter uh so that brings us to last segment of the show uh content creation and how it kind of alters the content or the creators themselves in gaming uh we'll get to that after another short little musical interlude and see you in a bit Okay, so final segment of the show today. Uh, Pokimane has essentially announced that she's going to take time off from what has been her career since high school, uh, or at least high school age, which is streaming gaming content on Twitch and other platforms uh, in favor of creating new content, utilizing her social media following, and making it basically making content specifically for those mediums. Uh, She's citing, uh, I don't want to call it burnout, but just a lack of passion for the twitch medium to produce her content as well as the amount of work that goes into creating such a successful empire as she has for as long as she has you know a lot of people don't realize that trying to stream content on twitch is not as easy as just downloading obs and putting game content out there there's a lot of personality and there's a lot of trial and error and there's a lot of grind that goes into it And, you know, she announced that she still loves playing video games, but doesn't enjoy playing them for stream anymore. You know, the, that she talks about when she plays Valorant offline, it's a heck of a lot more fun than when she is online uh, trying to produce this content and make it a quality show and an engaging show for uh, her audience and for her, for her fans. So, you know, few in this industry have maintained an audience and been on her level or as engaging for as long as she has been doing it, it's a testament to her talent and her ability. And so um, it's interesting. And and that said, uh, this was always one of the things I feared in my two short stints as a streamer. It was... Uh, I'm not saying I'd have been successful, so please don't don't take that as this. I'm not saying I would ever have gotten to her level at at, at any point in time. I'd have been lucky to have 10 people watching at any point, um, but or you know possibly ever been able to play for money. So uh, this is not a well. If I had just done X, Y, Z, then of course that would have meant I would have. Um, I mean that essentially even when I had more time to play video games and was able to stream and play and you know I play everything in spurts. Um, you know this was always something in the back of my mind that i don't play a specific game or maintain a certain game that i always play i play kind of everything in like i just said spurts Uh, i don't like playing the the same thing over and over and over again regardless of how good i get at it um you know even when i was pretty good at call of duty or you know back in the day when i was younger or apex or or some of them you know uh playing starcraft 2 online Even when I was actually pretty good at it, I'd get bored. I'd want to play something else. Uh, But when you are streaming content, um, you kind of have to play the same thing over and over and over. You know, when people type variety streamer on Twitch, what they mean is. I play Valorant in League or World of Warcraft on a rotation. That's not a variety beyond being just three different games. There is a pattern and a rotation and a schedule which is monotonous and which is the opposite of variety. And so, uh, you know, I will go through periods where all I want, or all I might, uh, you know, you know, I might be rotating six or seven games, or maybe even eight, at a time, from diverse uh, things as like Idle Champions to Fallout Shelter uh, to the Division Two, maybe Diablo Two II or Three. Uh, maybe I'll play Siege after uh, a couple time to- a couple of months off, then jump into Mass Effect. You know, now it's Spider Man and Total Total War Warhammer Three with a little bit of Division Two and idle champions and i'm I'm always rotating between this stuff and in an hour or two hours of playing i might jump between every single game for 30 minutes and um you know which is to say it's the exact opposite of what content creation algorithms want from you on youtube or twitch especially when you're starting out uh on all of this stuff you know um to bring this back to to pokey who's who's retiring or semi-retiring or at least you know pulling back from Twitch and streaming content um you know when you start in this stuff creators have to start with you know generally obscure games to build an audience and then eventually find their niche so you might want to play Valorant or you might want to play uh Overwatch and that's great and and but 80,000 people are watching those games and you have no audience no one knows who you are and there's thousands of people also streaming that game and so with the way their system works or the way their algorithm works unless someone looks and searches by uh how many people are watching combined with sort it from lowest to highest no one might find you you're just a, another person that's there Um, So you end up having to play kind of obscure games low audience Maybe you it's got very devoted fans, but there aren't a lot of people streaming it And so people will will search for that game and then find you and you start building your your audience as a creator Um, You know they that then from there um, That niche becomes who they are as a creator so you you go from these obscure games to them maybe that, that are a certain type and then you find the favorite one that you like after you've built an audience and then that niche kind of becomes who you are as a creator right so they create for example dead by daylight content or sims or Warzone, which for a creative that has to be exhausting right you get put into this corner of your shooter person your simulation person your dead by daylight you know style gameplay survival gameplay person that's the only stuff that people are watching when you get your biggest audience is the bulk of your time creating no matter how much you may love the game is devoted to it as it slowly becomes a chore rather than fun right you're not so much creating content as you are replicating what your audience wants which i get it that's kind of the point right you have these fans they're devoted to this one thing but if your job becomes doing the same thing over and over and over again and that's the thing about video games guys We, i mean you really got to think about it it's the same thing we play something that is similar every time you know i'm yeah i'm playing the division Two, and that's kind of why i play everything in these short bursts right it's because you play the division two every mission boils down to the same thing get to get to x fight bad guys fight bad guys on the way to y get to y more bad guys show up get to end game kill boss next level finish round right it's the same thing over and over and over again dead by daylight same thing you might have variations of how we get to that point but essentially the game is the same right it's all the time all and if you're streaming for four, five, six, eight seven eight hours at a time and in pokey's case where she might be uh streaming for six to eight to maybe even 10 hours in a day right on her 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 content streaming it can get overwhelming right um they want to see you as that streamer an apex streamer dead by daylight a warzone streamer And when you deviate from that game not only do you lose uh fans at points which kind of hinders your money making you might not get those fans back it kind of happens It's kind of like with with sports teams where professional sports team has chosen to tank and they they're doing it because they know in order to get better draft picks and to get better players we need to lose because we will guarantee that we will go into a high draft pick if we lose well the problem is you lose those fans because they're tired of watching losing for years and you might never get them back so when you deviate from who you are as a content creator you might lose those fans from showing up again right so you just keep replicating and replicating and replicating content and that you know for someone who is a creative essentially a creative person that wears you down right and it's not the creator's fault that's just how the system works so they they get forced into these situations uh the streamers who leave this and instead go back to variety streaming and trying new and different games will lose viewership but have been able to sustain their careers um you know there are streamers that have done that where they have truly gone variety they 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 got tired of being um a gary's mod or a DVD streamer and only playing that one game all the time and they have instead gone full variety they play the games that they think would be interesting they play with their friends and they've maintained an audience but it is also significantly smaller than it used to be right that you had to fall in love with the personality someone like poke has uh who has changed what she plays over the years but uh would create content on what might eventually um uh, to her become a monotonous and unfulfilling do that feel uh due to feeling like they have to play something to appease their fans might eventually just say you know what i've i've made a lot of money i'm i'm just going to do something else you know which is great for them but kind of bad for what the industry is supposed to be which is a place for creatives in the gaming world to share their content with the world i'm incredibly happy that pokey has realized this and, and is able to leave on her terms Um, There's no pressure, she's doing what she wants, and I look forward to seeing what new content she creates with these new avenues and these new things that are uh, available to her with kind of a newfound passion to create content. That's going to be awesome for her um maybe someday she comes back to twitch maybe not you know that's not the, the you know what she wants to do is is find her creative flow again and be happy again and go for it that's awesome you know maybe she and others like her will be back on their own terms uh maybe it'll be twitch maybe it'll be youtube maybe it'll be something else and that would be cool if not more power to them that's also great uh and hopefully in the future you know twitch will be less about hot tubs and niche content and more about personalities and variety content again that was uh when Twitch was I felt at its best when it highlighted people being incredibly creative I really like that that Twitch is when I open up Twitch it's constantly showing me the musicians and the artists as opposed to um the you know standard games I could go watch I'd rather go watch these people who are uh, able to do whatever they want in terms of their realm which is of course music and uh creative design so that's always great you know that that's i'm glad that's what my twitch opens up to as opposed to here check out dead by daylight streamer number 77 or uh, warzone streamer number 62 or maybe you'd like to watch one of the 10 people who makes tons of money every month uh playing uh insert popular game here but um you know maybe eventually it'll be less about uh, the randomness of the hot tubs and and niche content more about who the creative people are and what they're trying to produce and that would be great and so in the end you know I wish Pokey nothing but the best even though she has no idea who I am Uh, but others like her that have done the same thing uh, I'm glad that they are finding their joy again and they're able to do what they want to do okay so uh thanks for joining us this week i'm five weeks into this and i'm starting to have a lot more fun i'm kind of starting to get a little more used to it and natural i'm enjoying getting to talk about something i love when, even when sometimes it doesn't love me back uh this has been a pretty fun experiment so far over the past month and i hope i still feel this way a year from now uh hope you've enjoyed the show today and again be sure to like and subscribe and follow all of our content or don't i'm, I'm not your parents i'm just a dad in his pc